0: Chapter 16. The next day, Victoria lowered her head to hide her face as she made her way to her seat for rehearsal. Fourth chair. If only the stage held a hidden trapdoor for her to disappear. She slipped next to the girl in third chair, a junior in her violin studio. Without a word, Victoria extricated her violin from its case and warmed up with a scale. Look who it is, Vicky Pearson, Franklin cackled. How does it feel not to play in the inner circle? She pursed her lips. Better now that I don't have to sit next to an arrogant scumbag. He scowled, then took his place as concertmaster. The somber opening of Corelli's Christmas Concerto reflected her dismal mood. How had she managed to lose her position? She'd worked her whole collegiate career to become concertmaster, only to have it snatched away by her arch-nemesis. Her vision blurred as she struggled to hold back tears. The lump in her throat threatened to choke her at the sight of Jerry in his usual place as principal cellist. She missed sitting across from him. His smile always boosted her spirits, but now their relationship was falling apart. Not that they'd ever been a couple or anything, but even their friendship was crumbling to pieces. After the close of the last movement, the maestro set down his baton. Good work this morning. We should be ready for our Christmas concert next month. Take 15. Victoria set her instrument on the chair and hurried off stage. Once behind the curtain, she dashed into the nearest dressing room and closed the door. Tears, which grew into sobs that rent her entire body, streamed down her cheeks. She gave way to the flood of emotion and collapsed onto the floor. A quiet knock jolted her to attention. Go away, she said between sobs. In spite of her protest, the door creaked open, and Jerry stepped inside. She wiped her eyes. I don't want to see anyone. He sat next to her, a hint of cologne filling the air. Can we talk about this? He turned her head to face his. About what? She sniffed. His gaze penetrated hers. This. Your chair. Us. The tears flowed again. Oh, Jerry, everything's falling apart. I know it sounds stupid, but I can't bear to sit fourth chair. It's humiliating. He moved closer and put his arm around her shoulders. I know. I'm sure it's hard. But you don't understand. You're still principal cellist. But I do understand disappointment. When he squeezed her tighter, she nestled into him. He paused, and she basked in the warmth of his embrace. Every time I play, I face the reality that next year I won't have this opportunity anymore. Instead, I'll be far away, studying for medical school. She peered up at him. I thought you wanted to go to medical school. He shook his head. No, Mom and Dad want me to go to medical school. It was never my dream. I'd rather pursue music. She blinked several times to clear her sight, then turned to face him. Why don't you? Dad says musicians don't earn enough money. He wants me to follow in his footsteps and be a radiologist. What does your mom say? Surely she's supportive of your musical dreams? No. He looked at the floor. She complains about how little money the music faculty makes. All these years she's hounded me to practice, but now she forbids me to continue with music after college. Victoria's jaw dropped. You're kidding. How could she say that? He shrugged. She's jaded, I guess. But why? Of all people, why would Professor Cheng dissuade her own son from his musical dream? Perhaps not the best field of study. Her shoulders slumped. After my last audition, I wish I could quit. If fourth chair is the best I can achieve here at Belton, there's no way I'll be accepted to Johann Conservatory. You might be surprised. A fraction of the tension in her body melted away as he rubbed her back. Maybe you need a different approach. What do you mean? He moved his hands to her hair and massaged her scalp. She relaxed into his intoxicating touch. You've practiced alone for so many hours. I think the solitude gets to you. You're a perfectionist and way too hard on yourself. Why not allow more time to collaborate with others? She paused. Like with you? I'd like that. He wrapped his arms around her. They were getting dangerously close to crossing out of the friend zone. And Adrian. Heat rose to her cheeks. I still think Adrian wanted to show off for you. Victoria. He spun her around to face him. I swear nothing happened between her and me. She took a deep breath. I believe you, but I don't trust her. Can't you two get along? You could be a dynamic duo if you'd set aside your differences and work together. Victoria shook her head. She sabotages my performances every time and always tries to attract attention to herself. It drives me crazy. He lifted her chin with his finger. Did you consider that maybe she needs your attention? You need to embrace your family. Her breath caught in her throat as his proximity held her senses captive. She reached out to stroke his cheek. And maybe you should stand up to yours.